Hey folks, this is Eric Donaldson of the Hard Mark Podcast. Uh, I may sound a little bit different because I'm just using a really quick and easy headset mic here. Uh, I wanted to pop on at the start of this episode. Uh, I did my best. I spent many, many hours uh, editing the audio that you're presumably about to listen to, but you'll notice that there's more than a slight echo uh, only on my microphone but not on Ryan's. He's just, he's always so delicate with our equipment. So it makes sense why my microphone would be the one that's having problems. But either way, I just wanted to let you know, uh, you know, if you give it a chance, you know, like this is too distracting. I totally understand. Uh, but just wanted to let everyone know in advance that the audio quality is a little, uh, as a make good though, just uh, so everybody's aware, we actually will be releasing a bonus episode that will be available uh, one week from today. So our normal Thursday, but on that off Thursday, again, we will have that mini-sode on our brand new audio equipment. So be on the lookout for that. And again, I do appreciate everybody sticking with us as we figure this stuff out. Uh, but again, we do have brand new equipment that we will be debuting on the program very, very soon. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into things. Thanks, everybody. This is the Hard Mark Podcast, starring Eric Donaldson and Ryan Murphy. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. You gonna answer that phone, Ryan? Ring, ring. Well, Eric. Hi, Ryan. It's your bi-weekly dose of audio cream. Is a role play in an improv class they teach you. It's always yes and Ryan. I don't know if you're improving correctly. Yeah, I'm probably not. There's a very good chance I'm. I didn't have an end to that bit anyway. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast, episode 19. They said we'd never make it, and yet here we are sitting in the palatial estate that is hedonism four, hedonism two, three, four, hedonism four. That's the name that's popping into my brain. I'm pretty sure it's Hedonism 4. Now that I'm on the spot, I don't remember. It's definitely not 2. 2 is the one in Jamaica. That's a real thing. 3 is the failed one in Jamaica. 4 is my basement. So this is Hedonism <laughs> 4. Got it. We worked it out. We did. All by myself. Yeah. Um, I'm Eric Donaldson. I'm the host of the Hard Part Podcast. With me, per usual is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, no, I still don't have all these memorized, the maitre d' of mad drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, flying Ryan Murphy, a.k.a. Ryan Deathmatch Murphy. How you doing, Ryan? I'm good. Good. Good, Good, I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) New hair. I don't think your hair was cut last time I saw you. Now you have a freshly shorn mane. Um... Could, yeah, that could. Uh, it looks, I, was, I was here not too long ago. I, I it's think like two weeks. Two okay, weeks. it's possible. I got a haircut. In yeah, between. a world traveler going hither, wor- hither and yon. Yeah, every, every, people do call me that, the world traveler. Uh, I think last time I saw you, let me take a quick swig of my drink. Mm-hmm. The last time I saw you, I made a request of you. Actually, I made a couple requests, but I'll, I'll only focus on one request right yeah. now. And I know. <laughs> The, this is not actually the definition of insanity, but if you heard the whole bullshit mm. thing about the definition of insanity is uh, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. You're, you're familiar with yeah. that saying before. Mm. Uh, I feel like 
I may be going insane because I continually ask you to do things uh-huh. and you never do these <laughs> things. So allow me to circle back around to a request that I made last session, last episode. Uh, have you had an opportunity to like us on social media yet, Ryan? I asked Greta to to like us on social media. And then... Well, I didn't ask. I asked you. But I asked Greta okay. to do that on my behalf. On your Wait, does she have your, your Facebook password? Just on my behalf, not my actual... I, I so am still work. I haven't... I'm I'm working on it, but this is the first step that I took to. So you told your girlfriend to like the podcast on Facebook. Has she? I'm pretty sure. Because if she hasn't, then that's <laughs> especially damning for you. What which platforms do you want me to like it on? I mean, <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you asked uh, because we're available on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Leave us a comment. Shoot us a message. Uh, Instagram, we are also um, very active on. We're active on both of those platforms. I don't have an Instagram. Well, I, I do on. have an Instagram, but like, it's not heavily used. Well, traffic. You know what? Like it anyway. Okay. Like it on, on Instagram. Yeah. We have a Twitter. Admittedly, not super active on Twitter. I love Twitter. Well, sorry. <laughs> but for anyone who needs to get a hold of us and you only yeah. have a Twitter, you can send us a DM. We just don't do a whole lot of posting. Uh, I could get into a whole bunch of rigmarole about like analytics and things and creator studio type of stuff but that's not really all that interesting so we'll just leave it at we're mostly active on facebook and instagram but we do have a presence on twitter so so you have not liked us (laughs) on facebook i i've been caught up in life I'm glad that you said that, Ryan. I'm really glad you said that because yeah. I actually because I I felt fairly sure <laughs> that you were going to say that you had not liked us on Facebook so um, in the two weeks, maybe even three, yeah. since we last met up together, that you had not had the opportunity. So I I sat down and I started thinking, what the fuck do you do all day? <laughs> like it, we've known each other for a while now. But I feel like I don't actually know what you do. I don't know what your interests are. I know that you own a boat and you enjoy boating, but like you can't boat every day and I'm sure you don't boat every day. So what is it exactly that you do that makes you so busy? Um, and why and, and, and why don't I know about it already? Like why am I having to ask you? Why doesn't this just come up in conversation? Are you still mad at me for not joining your rooftop parties? Well, you did say you were going to go. <laughs> We did have it, and you weren't there. That's true. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this on previous episode, but just yeah. in case anyone missed it, when Ryan was a homeowner, yeah. he would frequently host parties in which <laughs> a large gathering of people would go up on top of his roof yeah. and just drink beer on there? Mostly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Now everybody's caught up. Uh, so, so yeah, well, what do you do? Um, Especially now, because... Your your girlfriend is is yeah. no longer in the state. Yeah, easy women. I don't want any lewd DMs in our Instagram here. Uh, he's not. No he's comment not single. on. Yeah, he's not single. He's very very spoken for. He's just you know Greta has her own personal personal voyage to go on. We wish her well on that, but they are still romantically linked. <laughs> but uh, what do you do? Uh, yesterday, yeah, I, uh, it was a regular day. Well, I I you know I didn't know what to do. Um, so I drove down to Seattle and then to my grandparents' house, my grandparents' old house. Okay. In Magnolia. 
they, I, don't, they don't live there anymore. No, but I haven't been there in like 14 years. Okay. Um, yeah. So I that's that's what I did. I got a coffee and I went and drove down through Seattle and I rolled down the windows, um, played a little Blue Scholars. Blue Scholars. Blue Scholars. Is that the fall to Blues Traveler? No. Oh, is that like a is that a country band? No, it's a, it's not a country band. What is it? It's probably like the opposite of country. Oh, it's a heavy metal thing. No, rappers. I wouldn't call heavy metal the opposite of country either. I feel like we're going off on weird. T- what the fuck okay. is it? Yeah, it's 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 rappers. Okay, but like local, like you know, Seattle rappers. Back from back in the day, I like I haven't had a chance to drive through Seattle and really kind of indulge in this this Seattle hip hop and go to my grandparents' house that I haven't. But they don't live at. They don't the live at. They don't live at anymore. Strangers live in this home now. I took a picture when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so just to summarize, so just to summarize, you yeah. found yourself not working. And you decided, I'm going to take a drive to Magnolia, parked in front of a stranger's house that you went into 15 years ago. You took a picture of that house, and you just rolled the windows down and ominously played local hip-hop in front of their home. Well, I was driving through. I went through. I drove, like, down, like, First Avenue in Seattle, all the way down to Magnolia. I, I took the whole trip, like down by Safeco, and then uh-huh. all the way up. Okay. I took a whole trip through Seattle. It wasn't just Magnolia. I don't think you're addressing the creepy part of, of what you did. I don't think any of that. I didn't sit there and like creepy. park and like you know take pictures of the house. I just drove by and took a quick snap of the. So you were driving with the windows down. You weren't parked with windows down. No. Okay. All right. I, um, okay, fair enough. That's less creepy. I, I was imagining... It was my grandparents' house 14 years ago. I can, you know... I, mean, I spent a lot of time there. I've done similar things. Yeah. I've never... Uh, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That, so that was just your activity for the day. What did you do after that? Uh, what did I do? I got back. I went to the store and bought, like, bread. <laughs> Smoked salmon. I had okay. dinner. Then what? Went to bed. <laughs> I still have no clear picture of what your life actually entails. I, I don't, still don't know what you do. Like, like on my like days off. Like, what do I do? Like, yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty. Like, normal. What are your hobbies? What do you enjoy doing when you're not working, sleeping, eating? Like, I'm pretty lazy. Like, I. I <laughs> sure, but like, I, I, that I laziness just... has to be channeled into something. Like, do you just watch a lot of TV? <sighs> You don't strike me as a big... Like, I know you have a PlayStation, but you don't play a lot of video No, I'm not, yeah. Ever since they shut down Paragon. <laughs> we don't need to stack a, a niche on top of a niche here. This is already pigeonholing yeah. our audience enough with a pro wrestling <laughs> podcast. We don't need to start talking about MOBAs, too. Yeah. But... Um. Uh, yeah, I don't. I just like I I, <laughs> I I I try to get out and just like you know do something like drive around or like go play. I play golf sometimes. Exactly. Okay. I fish. Sure. You know, okay, like, so you fish, you play golf. Yeah. And you drive around. But those aren't really exciting hobbies either. It's not like you know. Well, sh- well, I'm not even. I didn't even necessarily need like a good answer. I just, oh. I have no way of accounting for your time. Clearly, you're too busy to do things that I ask of you. I Wait, just don't when, know like, <laughs> what you're doing instead. Um, you know, and I do spend a lot of time, probably too much, on social media, like, like fucking watching really shitty stuff happen. Like, it's I've never seen you post one thing on social media. I don't post a lot of stuff, but like on like it is just I've. 
Have you spent time on Facebook recently? I mean, I, it's like a train wreck. Like every every day, it's just another train I mean, wreck. There's a lot of shit happening. Yes, and I love I love the drama of that. I really <laughs> do. It's like it. It's not. I don't think it's good for your mental health. But I love the the drama um, <laughs> that's going on, on, both with people like that I know, and then like external stuff. Like okay, um, watch the news, which is also a train wreck. Like just yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Everyone has to have their uh, their hobbies in, in some short sort of order, so that's that's fine. Um, <laughs> moving along, I actually, as I've been listening to older episodes of the Hardmark Podcast, which you can find on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, what's other things that exist, Ryan, for podcasts? You know, off the top of your head, no. What was the one that we don't? Uh... The one we're not on? Yeah, I don't remember that one. But we're, we are on most places. Most places that you would think, hey, I bet I can find Joe Rogan or, <laughs> uh, you know, Serial. Uh, uh, we're probably in those same places, so which you probably knew about because you are listening to us right now. If anyone has any feedback, by all means, I'm curious and would love to hear it. Feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media channels or you can even email us at hardmarkpodcast at gmail.com. Any of those channels would be fine. Uh, just to, to go into a little bit of wrestling. We're not going to talk about the match just yet. Uh, but just to, to have a little bit of wrestle talk. So we, the past couple of episodes, have been discussing how I really want you to have a new number one match. And a new number yeah. last match. So this is now episode 19. <laughs> we have 18 matches in total. Uh, our, our top and our bottom have been very, very stagnant. And so I know that I have largely blamed you for this. And your just insistence upon... Uh, rigidity and um, not being spontaneous yeah, about these things sure. whereas you have primarily been blaming me for my match selection so to try and meet in the middle here because life's all about compromise when you're in a relationship with another person Ryan Murphy what to you makes a good match like a 10 out of 10 like what would have to be present in that match um, for, for it to really tick all those boxes I think there has to be good, solid, authentic commentary. Okay, I like, thought that was going to be the first yeah, thing you were going to yeah. say. Yeah, okay. I love it. That's it's it's the preliminary like part of the match. Yes, you get in, you get you get hyped up by like what these guys how how are they into it? Mm-hmm. You know, um, their attire. <laughs> I mean, generally don't see them outside of you know the very opening, and even then you usually don't. What type of what style of commentary do you like? Do you like a more sporting sort of? Uh, you got your play-by-play and your color analyst, or do you do you like more of the friction where they're kind of at odds, sort of pulling for their their I, guy? I, kind of a play-by-play. Oh, so you like more of a sporting sort of? Uh, t- yeah, but where it's real authentic, like it just has to have that like. Just very like they they know what they're t- they know what they're here for they know who these people are they know <laughs> okay. how to co- like it can't just be like ticky tacky like you know like phrase <laughs> um, people say so yeah just they they look professional they sound like they know what they're doing and they're commentating this match they know it's yeah that's, that's okay that's why uh, interesting I, I, I expected you to because the one match. In particular, that you pointed out that you really, really, really like the commentary in was one where they were kind of butting heads. A little I don't bit. mind; they can butt heads. Okay, but as long as they can call the match, you know. Noted. Yeah. What? What else? So we established it has to have really good commentary. I like. I like some just like some solid moves. 
like I like I I like when it looks solid. Like like holy shit! Like that guy like spun around just like. So you're know. talking uh, like spectacular moves. Th- yeah. Things that you realistically don't think that you could do yourself. Is that is that part of it? Like if you see something where oh I could do that, then it takes it a level down for you. So you need to be seeing things that you don't. Yeah, do. like sometimes like a guy will just stick his foot up in the air, right? And then the other guy will run into his foot, yes. and like that's the not. I mean, up. the leg up, yeah, classic. I mean, there's some, there's been some good ones. I'm just like that, mm-hmm. you know, move isn't all that excited when they like. Yeah, it's like I I watched the match that uh, yeah me review. There were some. Oh, you watch you watch the one I linked over. Yeah, Harlem yeah. Brothers and. Harlem Heat versus Simon Brothers, yeah. Yeah, Harlem Heat, yeah. Just, I mean, but again, solid moves in that match. There was some stuff I hadn't seen before. I enjoyed it. Like, it comes out of nowhere. You know, we watched that match already. Yeah, but I feel like I haven't, like, really in the last... How many were 19? Yeah. Yeah. I... I, Yeah. Some of those moves in that match were um, just very impressive. Okay, so when you originally brought this up, I was... (laughs) I was originally just thinking, okay, we're going to cut this out. We'll just talk about it more off air. But now I'm genuinely very curious. Yeah. Because that was the other thing that I remember I asked you to do that I assumed you were not going to do. So just so everybody's aware, I got so frustrated with Ryan continuously asking me what happened in all these matches. Like, did I like this match? That I have, we've sat down, we've started like rewatching a lot of these older matches just to kind of refresh Ryan's yeah. memory. He can make whatever notes he wants, etc. So Ryan recently rewatched. The last place match, which was, I think, memory serves me correctly, from episode, I think, three, of the Steiner Brothers versus Harlem Heat. That was the last place match? Yeah. Was that, was the reason because of the... You just thought it was boring. You just thought it was like a nothing match that, like, had nothing going for it. I don't have that rated last. Yes, you do. Look at the fucking list right here. Look, 18, Steiner versus Harlem Heat. That's the last place match. Really? Yes! (laughs) Yes! Yes, it is. That's that's interesting. I'm surprised. Now, uh, wh- did you do like the one out of ten rating for it? I didn't, but I I could pull something up. That that to me is better than I, I don't know how that would be last. When did what? That was number three. That was number three. So this is what I this is what I'm saying. This is the 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 problem that I'm identifying here is that you're so attached <laughs> to these things yeah. being in their place. Like there is no reason on earth. That Charmel versus Survivor Jenna <laughs> should be above Steiner's versus Harlem Heat. Yeah, list. well, I'm scientifically the science doesn't make sense. I've crunched all the numbers. I poured beakers into other beakers, and I don't think this science checks out. <laughs> I don't know why it's last. <laughs> I don't know because you hated it so the, viscerally. What was you, the reason that I? They couldn't have been the moves. The moves were great. Like you just weren't engaged with the match. I think if I remember correctly. Episode one was Hulk versus Andre. Pretty standard pro wrestling match. And you were like, oh, I knew everything was going to happen. <laughs> I'm so smart about wrestling. And then the second one yeah. was Osprey versus Shingo. And yeah. you were blown away. You were like, what the fuck? I didn't know they did that in wrestling. And I think, my take, I think you were expecting more of that. And so then when we kind of scaled it back down to like more of a standard wrestling match, you were like, well, they didn't even do any flips. So I don't know. But and it's just... <laughs> last place ever since. So it's been last place ever fucking since. And like, That's... I will, I will say, I don't think it should be much higher than last. But at the same time, we shouldn't move it. This is this is rock solid. This is concrete now. But all we can do now is reevaluate moving forward. Wow. Um, I did. I, I towards the end of the match when I watched it, I 
well, I knew the guy, you know, knocks him off. The cane? I, that, I don't, which I kind of like, but like, you know, I don't know if that. Oh yeah, I don't think that, honestly, if I had to re-rate this match, I would probably put it at like 16. But it had some like solid moves. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, I don't know why it it's was like great. Last place. Because of you. You put it there. Yikes. With Yikes. great power, Ryan Murphy, comes great responsibility. Need to watch that. Spider-Man. Yeah, shit. <laughs> so, just something to keep in mind. I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad that you uh, you revisited it. But you thought there were some cool moves in that match? I did, yeah. Huh. And, and you know, that said, at this point, I don't know how many cool moves I could have missed on the rest of this list. It's, it's true. Well, you know, as the science progresses, that's the thing about science. Yeah. Is that it's always moving forward. Uh, new discoveries are being made every day. Uh, dinosaurs that we didn't know existed. So this is much the same way. You know, this is this is just more science. So we've established good commentary, cool moves. Anything else that kind of stands out to you about things that you look for? If we were authentic to crowd, authentic uh, crowd. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? By, uh, just real raw when wrestling. You say authentic. Mm-hmm. Are you being a dick? <laughs> I don't think so. What do you think? Okay, so what do you mean by that? Because I feel like you're. This is just a very thin shroud of you being an asshole. No, it's just I. I like you know a classic like you know 1995 type of like Budweiser tied hat <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like, so you like seeing people that you can feel better than. So you're <laughs> is that right? why you think I'm being an asshole? Like, I, that's kind of like, what other reason I, could there be? Because you're they're authentic wrestling fans, and I love that. That's a shitty asshole thing. That to is say. not. Authent- that, you can't. Make I'm on a. I'm on a. I'm on an authentic wrestling podcast right now. So <laughs> the most authentic yeah. science-based wrestling podcast in all the land. Yeah. Take it to the bank, but uh, yeah, you can't make fun of wrestling fans. I, I didn't. I can. You can't. I said I want them in there. I said I want them to be part of the match. I feel like you're only you only want them there so you can laugh and scoff at them <laughs> I, and lord your supremacy like oh, 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 I like baseball <laughs> and like tut tut around and laugh at them. Yeah, no, that's uh, I. It's part of the experience. <laughs> Wrestling fans are a unique breed. I will yeah. I will give you I will give you that. Anything? One other thing, actually, and this may not be at the forefront of your mind, but I was kind of curious to get your uh, your take on it. One other thing that I was going to pitch, you've named three out of the four things that I wrote down as mm-hmm. ideas for what makes the ideal match for you, Ryan Murphy. One other thing that I thought of, false finishes. Where you think the match is going to end, you're sure. That happens every fucking time. Not every time. It does. It does. It's always some bullshit, like... like. But a real good false finish. Like, there's been a couple times, not every time, but a couple times where you've stood up, you thought, oh, this has got to be it for sure, and then, nope, not it. Match keeps going on. I think that there's a way... I think that there is too far with false finishes, where you have too many, and then it starts to lose meaning. But I think just the, the right amount with the crowd response, and, like, the crowd super into it, I think that's... For me, anyway, uh, an important part of a real good match. I think if you're invested in the match, then then I can make it, which I have been. Sure. You know, because I've picked eighteen episodes of investment. <laughs> yeah. Going on eighteen. Uh, so, um, but I don't. I don't like the tacky false finishes. I don't at all. It pisses me off more than anything in wrestling. <laughs> um, I've got some work to do. Yeah. Well, that, that's good. That at least points me into the into the correct direction. I have some some things that I can be looking for in matches as we sort of curate and cultivate them moving forward. There you go. 
Uh, one other thing that I wanted to sort of knock out before we talk a little bit about our match here today. Um, are you big into astrology, Ryan? No. Do you know what your sign is? No. I'm like a Taurus. I don't know if that's the same. I mean, Taurus is one. Is I that a sign? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. If, uh, I I only know that because of like Chinese restaurants. Like they have, I think they have it on the menu or something. Like what you're. So there's uh, there's astrology and then there's like Chinese year. And actually, what I was going to do was sort of merge the two. I, I found that uh, there's these personality profiles that people have have taken. By combining like your birth year with also your your astrology symbol, which would be your month. Yeah, it usually equates like a month, maybe yeah. like a little bit less than that, something like that. So okay, uh, when's your birthday again? The date? The May May seventeenth, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah. So you are a Taurus. That is yeah. correct. Yeah. So that ends. You're you're a late Taurus. May twentieth is the cutoff. Pretty young. Uh, another. Eminent personality of the Taurus, none other than Dwayne Rock Johnson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Megan Fox, George Clooney, ever heard of him? Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> good. You're good company. Yeah. Is the short answer. Okay. Well, who did you research like on the poor end of that? No, I, this is just coming up in the Google. <laughs> oh, okay. Right I didn't okay. know what sign you were. Oh, so gotcha. This is all on the fly right here. Uh, you're a Venus ruled sign like Libra. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, let's see here. So I'm going to say Chinese Zodiac 1990. Horse. So you're a Taurus horse. So I found a website. I'm going to search Taurus horse. We're going to see what comes up here. Here we go. So we're going to find out. So we're, we're combining the Chinese Zodiac, which is uh, ancient Eastern science, with astrology, which is, you know, a Western science, probably the most preeminent of all sciences of the West. Yeah. And so we're going to hybrid these two together. I'm going to read you what your personality profile is from both sides, and we're going to see how accurate it is. Crazy. All right. This, we're ready to have your mind blown. Yeah. Uh, all right. Taurus horses are meant to rule. Mm. Seems accurate so far. <laughs> they are interested in playing the most important roles at any relevant occasions, just like the horse Chinese animal. Since a young age, these people will exhibit great talents in arts and sports. Oh, that's true. How does this hit you so far? <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Yeah, well, I spotlight. You know, I like so. It's true. You're you're a lime, you're a limelight hog. Yeah. Uh, great, <laughs> highly talented in arts and sports. What sports yeah. did you play growing up? Baseball? Play like all of them. Okay. Yeah. What was, what was the one you played longest? Probably basketball. How many years did you play basketball? I until I was like in eighth grade, like second to eighth grade. Oh wow, okay, so that's pretty long. Yeah. That's I didn't get good until I was in like sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. And then you was dominant. Dominant. Yeah, I leveled off in seventh. <laughs> so So your athletic peak was yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I played one sport. Like a year from maybe four, third or fourth grade on, I, I played baseball for one year, basketball for one year, oh. football for like... A you couple, played football? For like a month. <laughs> for a month. Oh, a dangerous sport. <laughs> it, so. it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wasn't all that CTE. I, I knew the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Um, okay, here we go. Back to your, back to your horoscope. 
They are usually wealthy people. You do own a boat. That's true. Yeah. Who will work hard for their career. <laughs> so call out. I didn't all all this is combined with the fact that they know how to make it in life. This guy, this guy knows how to make it. All right, so let's talk about your personality here. Balanced. Taurus horses are aware of how to express themselves, and they are good at judging people and situations. Is that? Would you say that's true for you? Uh sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like a lot of the stuff is just. Um, do you know? Are you good at judging people? Like, do you do you trust your? Instincts? I do judge people. But are you good at it? <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I mean, I think I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, active and ambitious. No. Okay. All right. These are hitting real well so far. <laughs> These individuals are also creative and often solve their problems imaginatively. I daydream a lot. There you so. go. That's probably what they were referring yeah, to. It's yeah. just, you know, flowery prose and such. <laughs> yeah. uh, they are the type of people who wouldn't see life without passion or love. Because they are smart and creative, they don't miss good opportunities in life. Right. Uh, Taurus horses like interacting with other people, and the fact that they are so balanced makes them good friends. I'd agree with that. <laughs> oh, thank you. What a good friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, as far as work goes, they don't mind taking on new responsibilities, and they face challenges without any fear. They would be good as supervisors, as they are, aren't authoritative or overbearing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> their, main, their main purpose in life is to live in a stable environment, not having to worry about tomorrow or their daily needs. Yeah, I think the last part is probably more geared towards me as opposed yeah. to the initial part where it's like ambitious and well you are in the late end of Taurus so there may be some whatever sign Virgo or whatever the fuck happens after Taurus yeah. bleeding in there that's probably uh, that's probably yeah. all your negative traits where all of your positive Taurus traits are you know now that you're 30 you're going to really start to bloom I think as a yeah. Taurus mm -hmm. as a Taurus horse uh, the Taurus gives them robustness and power while the horse makes them happy and enthusiastic this is why people in Taurus, the year of the horse, are so charismatic and able to accomplish anything that they want in life. So far. And staring down the barrel of a charisma so, gun. Yeah. Right now, just looking at him. I, yeah, no, I, like I said, this has been very accurate. Um, it's like a modern-day Liberace. Phenomenal. <laughs> you guys are missing out. This is We should have video going. Not that crazy about money. Individuals born in these signs are ambitious and determined. They will not be interested that much in opportunities that are meant to bring them fortunes for they think there are more important things in life than being rich. Then it kind of goes on. Family and comfort are among the most important things to them. They will fight to obtain these things in life. If they are forced to study or work far away from the family, they will always come back home. I haven't left. <laughs> <laughs> Fact. So I think it's like 60% accurate. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's some good stuff. Uh, you will never see them in cheap clothes. Dude, that's completely untrue. <laughs> I've had this shirt since like 2015. Like, well, hey, that's that's fine. I mean, that, that's how long I've had mine. Oh, uh, they have a fashion sense and a reputation to defend. These people base their judgments on instinct rather than intelligence. Because they are so determined and courageous, they will succeed in the business field. Here we go. Love. This is what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. I wanted some love facts about Ryan Murphy. Uh, the only moments when Taurus horses are being modest is when they're in love. When they fall for someone, these people become vulnerable and ready to give up anything for the affection of the person they like. Would Greta agree with this? Uh, that's... Yeah. Greta, shoot me a message on our Facebook or yeah. Instagram. DM, just let let Greta answer for herself here. Yeah. I yes. don't want to put words in her mouth. We'll, uh, we'll circle back around to this. 
Uh, they're constantly wondering what others think of them, and they take many cautions in love. Not only stubborn, Taurus horses are also possessive. They are born to dominate, and they don't accept being opposed, especially in the relationship and at home. For you laughing. <laughs> I'm just imagining you being a very possessive man. Oh, yeah. In yeah. The bar fights when somebody like looks at your woman the wrong way. If I, you know, if I have to. Just find yourself in some local yeah. honky-tonk throwing elbows. Ask Greta about that, too. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Well, we, we, need to get her, we need to get her on this thing. So there you go. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So they yeah. pretty much had you pegged. <laughs> would you say that? I would say yes. I, I think certain <laughs> you'd say yes. uh, certain points, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cer- but certain points not? Certain points not. Are you insinuating in any way that their science may be flawed and they're just coming up with broad generic terms? I am always fascinated. Anybody? I don't know if this is like... I understand these things. I understand that's an interesting topic. Like People like to talk. But people are like fucking... Fa- and people know their sign. Like like they just like... Well, most people know their sign. Okay, fine. You might know your sign, but people like actively like participate in their sign. They like act... Okay, well, you know, I had this reaction. This is why I'm like... Oh, that. sure, yeah. Like I just... And, and like these are not people that I like... These are people that I, you know, generally like respect. And I'm like, holy shit. Like why... Like why is this so important to you? Like I, I don't like... There's just some like... Like I could write some stuff like this too. I call you a chicken and like write like all this stuff about like you know like like what I don't get. I, could call I you a chicken and say you're real shy. In situation. I just I don't I don't get it. You were born on a Wednesday. I understand that it's fun, but but sure. people like actively like participate in this and mm-hmm. it's just yes. I I I agree with you. I find it very silly. And that's okay. That's okay. Yes. I'm not saying it's not like I, I get it. I just like right. I'm so I'm I'm very surprised that it's so like widespread. Like people mm-hmm. like like everyone come together and like talk about this at the table for a little bit and like and like almost seriously too. Like uh-huh. I had this reaction because I'm this fucking like sign. Like I'm just like what? would you would you equate it to like religious belief? Do you think for these people? I don't want to say yes, but like. <laughs> I think there's some people who probably do take Yeah, it like, I don't know if they're the people that I'm talking about. I'm just okay. saying they're, like, talking about it enough for me to be like, holy shit, like, this is... But, like, but, yeah, I mean... I mean, if you're checking your horoscope on, like, a daily or nearly daily basis, then that's that's something. That's, yeah. like, a, a belief system in, in something. It's never been my, uh, my cup of tea. Yeah. I have found, for myself, I actually do exhibit a lot of libra traits are you libra i'm a libra pig as a matter of fact uh very very creatively inclined i don't remember what other traits there are but that's like the main like artists artists i guess are traditionally that which i guess i was doomed there's a reason why i only played one year of every sport it's because i was born a libra never thought of it like that way before but here we are yeah oh, i mean <laughs> it's gonna you're gonna be another one joining my table of people like <laughs> yeah, yeah um no, I like, and I, I, it's interesting, but like, it's just, it's not interesting to me at all. I think mm-hmm. it's fucking stupid. Like, but, you know, there's a lot of things that, like, you know, I like that people think are stupid. Sure. It's just, I don't, I don't understand, like, how so many people are, like, so, like, into it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that I like that people find stupid, but, you know, the, <laughs> either way. So let's talk about pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I know. Uh, should we talk about pro wrestling? We can do one more thing. I mean, Let's no. do one, one more thing. Oh, okay. I thought that was uh, yeah. Okay. I was a, I was I was a little 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 humor. Um, Our Libra is known to be humorous. I want to get your opinion about something. Yeah. Something that I don't really think about often, 
I don't know. I'm just going to throw out a word. I'm just going to spitball. I want to get your thoughts on the subject. Hitchhiking. I, I, 2020, like, I don't know if that's. I saw a hitchhiker this past weekend. I love the idea of it. Like, I, sure. I, I do. I respect people who have hitchhiked. I just. <laughs> you respect hitchhikers. Yeah, like, I, I think it's fucking awesome. Like, I mean, it's a cool premise. Yeah. I will grant you that. It, it is, takes a lot of balls, too, to get out there with your, like, you know, like, I'm hitchhiking. Mm-hmm. I think I would never do that. It definitely seems like there's been a downturn in the number of hitchhikers the longer my life has gone up. That's what I'm saying. Like, we'll, we'll, let's say we're both alive in 2050. Mm-hmm. Do you think hitchhikers are a thing in 2050? Like, are people thumbing? Things could, like, change, like, like backward. They can go backwards from where they are now. Like, like shit could get, like... Well, sure it could, but do you think it will? So you're saying, like, everyone's fucking hitchhiking? Like, half the population? Or I mean, it possibly. Like, I, it, it, I, who, you know, maybe. I don't know. Um, do you but think, though? What do, do I you think? I think hitchhiking could make a comeback. <laughs> but, okay. But I don't, like, right now, as of, like, 2020, it's like, really, I rarely see hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. I used to, I feel like... I'm only I'm a young young person on this world like only yeah. 30 only 30 and prior to this yeah Your prime is like 5 6 7 years off <laughs> like you're still like peaking yeah I'm wa- I'm watching him peak peak right now this charismatic <laughs> fire just going through the sky with the phoenix rising from yeah. the ashes thank you Eric <laughs> Um, but I recall not even not that long ago, like seeing more hitchhikers, like on a regular basis. Like, I think I saw one. Have you ever picked one up? No, I don't know if I would. If you ever, if you had told me right then. Yeah. Yes. I picked up a hitchhiker. I would absolutely believe it. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I like. Just a small town boy. It picking up hitchhikers in the greater Snohomish area. Here's the thing. I don't usually go on like trips that would like probably benefit a hitchhiker. Like I might be going from Snohomish to like Mill Creek. Like I don't think that's going to get them that far. (laughs) Um, But if you're going to your grandparents' house, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I guess if like, or, you know, I think of like, you know, you're on a road trip. That's what, you know, like I think of hitchhikers like on the middle of like a cornfield, like on the side, you know, like on the highway and you're taking them. It was a pretty uh, uh, empty plot of land that I saw this hitchhiker over the course of this past weekend. Like that, but yeah. at the same time, in the area that that this person was hitchhiking, not immediately next to, but I do know that there is a penitentiary nearby, and they uh. specifically have signs: "Do not pick up hitchhikers." <laughs> and this dude was hitchhiking in the middle of that, so like that really <laughs> that yeah. tells you this guy's got fucking balls or. Plus, well, there's like really not that many hitchhikers anymore, so like yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I almost picked one up one time. Which is <laughs> a stupid thing to say, but I did. There was one time when me and a buddy of mine, because if you're with a buddy, though, like that's. I think that that would be the only situation yeah, I would. Is yeah. If I was with another person. Yeah. And I wasn't the age that I am now. So, like today's Eric would would not pitch up pick up a hitchhiker. Even with a buddy. Probably not. Like, what, what good is going to come out of that situation for me? Not that it, you know... I could see you, like, enjoying, like, like if you picked up a hitchhiker and you're just a cool guy, like, you guys would probably, like, that could be interesting to you. I'm, oh, it would be real interesting to me. Yeah. But, like, so the, the one time I almost did, uh, it wasn't even me driving, so I don't know if this counts as my almost picking them up. But I remember there was one time where me and a buddy uh, were just driving around kind of our, our neighborhood and we saw like a young, attractive girl hitchhiking. And we drove by and we're like, what the fuck? I've never seen an attractive girl yeah, hitchhiking before. Yeah. 
And so we actually turned around to go pick her up. And when we and we weren't, we did not drive that much further. And by the time we got back, she was gone. Somebody else so, Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I think it's like every like person who's thought about a hitchhike, that that's their yeah. that they want to pick up an attractive. Mm-hmm. Which is also on her end maybe kind of risky. Like That's real risky. Yeah. So but I mean, some balls to do that too. Like some some serious lady balls. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was the only time I ever did it. Like, obviously, that wouldn't make sense now uh, in my current situation. That just leads to, you know, trouble, potentially, picking up attractive girls on the road. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then a guy, I don't know, like, what's the... There's no real... Outside of a story, like a fun story to tell somebody, I don't know if there's a huge benefit there. Well, I mean, I mean, the benefit could be just, like, in helping someone, Eric. I've found that that's highly overrated. <laughs> Helping people. I would be judging this situation by its cover. <laughs> like, that's how I would be judging it. And, yeah. What? So, what are you talking about? So, like, I'd be judging the book on its cover by as I drive by. Like, am I going to pick this person up? Uh, externally look at them and, like... So you're saying that the, the visual of that person yeah. would... would Influence your decision whether or not. To oh, them up. like yeah, like a hundred percent. Well, that's fair. I mean, if it look, if it's, it's just, but like I maybe maybe they got in with a hook hand. I wouldn't pick that person up. <laughs> but like you know, you could be missing out on a great story. Like maybe this guy is like the really good guy who like you have a you know, and the guy who's that's true. You, you just don't know. I mean, so would would you? Let's say you were with a buddy. I feel like you do a lot more buddy travel than I do buddy travel these days. Do I? I don't know. You're just like a party dude. You're I am. A- <laughs> very creative. Very okay. ambitious. You're going out there. You're doing a lot of ambitious partying. Yeah. So you and a friend are out there. You see, let's say, let's say it's a dude. They don't look scary. Maybe it's a younger guy. Maybe he kind of looks like a skateboard surfer type. Do you consider picking them up? Yeah, like I could see us. I could see us. I could see us doing it. Um, <laughs> Do you know that trip to California? I bet there's a lot more California. That's yeah. That state probably plays. A big I think factor. so too. I think so too. And season, state and season. I think state and season. Like you know, like I could see someone doing it over like the you're in Sultan and someone's hitchhiking. They just need to get back over to like Yakima or you know, like. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Per capita, what region do you think has like the most uh, most hitchhikers? Right now, today, like I would, I would, I would imagine it's like in the Midwest. Okay. I don't know, like specifically, but I like somewhere where there's like very long stretches between town to town. I can see that. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, Eugene, Oregon. See, that could be like because it's somewhat. The only thing I can that's the only word that's popping into my brain right now is desolate. I don't know if that's truly the right description for Eugene, but it's not exactly surrounded by all sorts of populous areas. Yeah. Plus, I feel like it's so granola and like hippie-ish mm-hmm. where there would be more people inclined to willing do that to sort of, yeah willing to pick people up yeah and also willing to like just fucking do it and see where they go. But and also like you're probably right. I think that's a good pick. For, for a town but I, in the Midwest these people are just like so goddamn friendly like you know like they well, may not pick up you gotta, you gotta commit to like at least a state I'm just thinking like like Iowa or Nebraska or like okay. something like that like you know just get back yeah okay like get in the back of my truck I'll pick you up like, you know what Nebraska I'll go with that yeah something like a lot of cornfields flyover states you know like yeah yeah Somebody like at the very tail end of uh, Omaha, trying to get to Lincoln. Yeah, I don't know. Those are the only two 
cities in Nebraska that I'm familiar with. You know, you can't come from Nebraska into Chicago without quarantining. Oh. Yeah. I did not. Washington, not the case. We are okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Oh, so if you... Jesus. Did you know that before you left? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What does it mean... So let's say you had come from Nebraska into Chicago. What then? Well, I mean, you, you're like, you're, I don't know how much they can track this, but you're supposed to like lock down for, for two weeks. Okay. And, and I don't know the specifics on how they enforce that. Mm-hmm. But if you get caught, mm-hmm. like being out, they could be like serious fines. I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that's the case for a lot of, like in uh, Hawaii, I think anyone who was to like land in Hawaii right now would have to. Hawaii has done a terrible job. They've done just, I mean, I want to say they're like, you know, not part of the, but I, I, they are, but like they have done a terrible job, like not uh, uh, like stopping the spread of COVID. So first, uh, several episodes ago, you were talking shit about Tampa Bay. And now you've moved on to Hawaii. I've never, t- have I ever talked shit about Tampa Bay? You were laughing. I said I wanted to go to Tampa Bay for this yeah, goddamn for match. And then, you and then it got canceled because of COVID. <laughs> You were lording. This is another situation where I don't think you were being genuine. I think that you wanted to go to Tampa Bay to see like <laughs> shit house people just doing like crazy shit and like laugh at. What them. is wrong with that? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing's. I mean, well, ethically, I don't know that it's a hundred percent like cool, but I mean, you're it's legal. So Name one other reason to go to Tampa Bay. Like, I don't know anything about fucking Tampa Bay at Jesus, all. Jesus, this was like. Such an exciting time when you brought this up and this was going to happen, and then COVID came and just fucking ruined everything about. I was your life. I was almost considering actually fucking going to Tampa Bay to see this. You would have had to ranked every single one of those fucking matches, all twelve of them. I would have. (laughs) Put me in Tampa Bay next time this happens. But now you're talking shit about Hawaii. You're going to make a lot of geographic enemies. You're not going to be welcome in a lot of states. I'm just saying they didn't handle this well. <laughs> just, that's all I'm saying. But Did anybody handle Huh? They make a hell of a cookie. That's, yeah. 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 The guy Maui that, cookie lady. Maui cookie lady, yeah. not the bullshit one. What's I just re listened to the one where you found the motherfucker. No, that was cookie. in Vegas. I saw, yeah, uh, I can't remember what it was called, like the Honolulu like cookie. It was cookie. Honolulu. Yeah. Come for the COVID, stay for the cookies. I. This was uh, maybe like a month ago, or maybe it was before Greta left. We we bought like from this dessert place these like cookies. From where? I don't know. Some place in Bothell. Like it, they they weren't that impressive. But okay. I initially had thought this was going to be like something like the Maui Cookie Ladies cookie, where you like cut into it and it's like just like holy shit! Like it was not. It was like one Oreo instead of like a fudge wrap, and I was oh. so disappointed. Like and, okay. I well, took a picture. I was like, "Fuck it, it's not that." You know, like, this isn't even make it. Like, I'm glad that you're thinking editorially now because yeah. I remember you, you texted me when you found this other cookie place, yeah. and I was pissed because you didn't even eat one. I'm glad that you were at least thinking. You're like, "No, this isn't worth even sharing uh, with me." So thank you. Well, I but, okay, but I saw this cookie. Like sure. I I had the the Honol. I didn't know. I was just like, "This is like pretty close to the Maui cookie lady. They're yeah. a couple islands apart." Same state. Horrible, horrible, horrible COVID uh, quarantine policies. But you know what? They make a heck of a cookie. You can't argue with that uh, with that logic. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. Hitchhiking done. Noted. Uh, let's talk about some wrestling. Let's talk about some wrestling. Let's talk about some fucking wrestling. What I came over. This is what you came over here for. In fact, so we're going to talk. God, is it hot in here? 
I'm a little roasting. But, yeah. Anyway, I will. Mm, I want to show you the thing rather than telling you about the thing, and then we can just talk briefly about it. Okay. So today's match, before we kind of uh, get into the, the backstory, I want to go into the backstory of the backstory. Again, this is not going to be a super long process. I'm going to show you this quick video. Um, this is the end of a championship match that Ric Flair, you remember Ric Flair back from episode episode 9 against Sting, which is currently number 15 out of 18. Real, real strong showing for the Nature Boy. But uh, Ric Flair had a classic series of matches against a guy named Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. They had three matches. They were all incredibly well regarded. And over the course of those three matches, Ric Flair, who traditionally had been like a bad guy, he was still sort of that, but he had earned the respect of the fans and like through this rivalry of Steamboat. So he's kind of sort of a good guy at this point. You follow me so far? Mm -hmm. All right. So this is the third match. Ric Flair just beat Ricky Steamboat. He regained the WCW or NWA title uh, for the sixth time, I believe. And so this is the post-match interview where he is talking to the two commentators of that match, uh, one guy named Jim Ross, and then another guy who we are also familiar with. His name is Terry Funk, who we last saw in the empty arena match against Jerry the King Lawler. So they were the commentators for this match, and so here's them kind of talking to Flair afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen, we have seen history in the making here this afternoon in Nashville. For the sixth time, I want to present, ladies and gentlemen, number six, the heavyweight champion of the world, Nature Boy Ric Flair. I think also we have to give credit where credit is due. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Ric Flair both competed in one of the greatest matches that any of us, I think, have ever witnessed. Jeff, congratulations. Thank you very much. Not character for Ric Flair, but Ric Steamboat is the greatest champion I've ever faced. And I'm proud to be here for a sixth time. Hey, hey Rick. I want to be the first to congratulate you on being the new world champion. Terry, thank you very much. We do appreciate the judges being here. Hey, Rick, I also want to say that if it would have gone 60 minutes that I would have liked to have, uh, I would have voted for Ric Flair because I think that you're the greatest wrestler in the world today. Very nice. Thank you very much, Terry. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Terry. You know, champ... Went past 35, 40 minutes. It was nip and tuck. Oh, you know, I would, I would also like to go ahead, and I'd also like to go ahead and, and be the first one to challenge Ric Flair to that new championship. Well, Terry, I'm honored that you'd like to get in the picture, but as the wrestling fans know, you've been an actor, you've been in Hollywood, Sylvester Stallone, while I've been being the world champion. And we got a top ten. We got a top ten that the world champion is obligated to wrestle. And that's why we are number one. Wait a minute. Are you are you really saying that uh, I'm not a contender? No, what I'm saying, Terry, is that 
You are a great wrestler, but right now you're rubbing shoulders with Sylvester Stallone and not the world no, champion. No, 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 no. I was just asking. You think it, uh, you I'm not good enough. You're saying that I'm not good enough, aren't you, Rick? I'm not saying that at all, Terry. You, you want me to look you in the eye and tell you that I got a problem wrestling a guy who's been out in Hollywood for five years? It's the bottom line, bud. I'm looking at the top ten, and you're no. not in the top ten. No, Rick, Rick, Rick. Let me conclude this by saying thank you. I'm honored, everybody. Win, lose, or draw, Rick Flair. Rick, please, please let me just say one more thing. I was, I was just kidding you about going ahead and, and, and wanting to challenge you. I didn't want to really challenge you. I was just kidding you. So, Ed Gummit, let's go ahead. And... Speak for them. Thanks, Hey! Attacking nature boy Rick Flair. This is totally uncalled for. He's taking him outside the rail. Terry Funk is a man enraged. He just slammed me face first into the, the table that the judges were using. Flair has just wrestled almost 30 minutes. He's fatigued. All right, wow. so it's a lot to take in. So we just watched a little clip of Terry Funk attacking, viciously attacking Ric Flair uh, at the end of a gosh, I think the match that Flair just wrestled prior to that clip was forty or fifty minutes, like a really long match. And then immediately Terry Funk, who had been doing commentary through the whole thing, standard commentary, not like bad guy commentary, uh, jumps in the ring, challenges Flair. Flair's like, "No, you've been off making movies." Funk gets pissed, and then you saw what happened there. We saw a pile driver on top of a table. We saw a steel chair shot. We saw Funk uh, yell and go crazy. Uh, so that's kind of the lead up to our match today. We're going to be watching Ric Flair versus Terry Funk uh, in a first for the Hard Mark podcast. Ryan Murphy, do you know how conventional wrestling matches typically end? I don't. I don't, I don't understand how to answer this question. How how can someone win a professional wrestling? Oh match? oh wait, okay. I know a lot about that. Yeah. So what are the methods? But you pen somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have your manager like knock out the other guy. That's. Well, it's, it's, I mean that that can be a thing that leads to a pin potentially, but but pinfalls one way. Submission. They give up. The ref calls it. The ref calls it. They say yeah. yeah they say they quit yeah. or whatever. You can tap out whatever. No. Um. Count out where where you're outside the ring too long, ten or twenty. Seconds. I've never seen that happen. No, we've not seen that happen yeah. yet. But that is a thing. The referee will count. I mean, the rules have broken every time we've seen a match, and like the ref never calls any of it. So. I mean, I can find a count out okay. All right. match eventually if you're really dead set on seeing that. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't happen that often. It's okay. kind of a lame way. It's just a bullshit yeah. sort of way to win a match usually. And disqualification. So if you break the rules, you're disqualified. Ring breaks. Well, that didn't even end the match. That was a pinfall. Oh, do they consider- <laughs> You're talking about Taz and Bam Bam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taz, remember, he got drug out of the hole, and then Bam Bam pinned him and won. Okay. So those are the four ways. Yeah. This match is unique in that there is no pinfall. Mm. There is no count out. There is no disqualification. The one and only way to win this match that we're going to be watching here today is by saying the words, I quit 
over the house microphone. So you have to say the words I quit. Was that in that was set up, I assume, prior to the match. Like this was Yes, it was a stipulation. So Flair and Funk had wrestled a couple times and Funk was set not only on just beating Ric Flair, pinning Ric Flair, but by proving he was the better man. And so he determined that the only way to prove that he was the better man than Ric Flair was to get Ric Flair to say, I quit on the microphone. Did this like stem any like say uncle type of talk? Was that a wrestling thing? I don't know where say uncle came from. No, not not sure. wrestling though. Not to so my can, knowledge. Okay. I've never heard anyone in wrestling have a say uncle match. Or well, this sounds like similar. Like, it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, this is an I quit okay. match. So again, the only way to win is you have to like say it into the microphone. I quit. And that's the only way that the match can end. There is no pinfall uh, or anything like that. No disqualification. So anything's legal in this match as well. So just to kind of summarize as far as our participants. So the last time that we saw Ric Flair was again against Sting. This match that we're going to be watching here today is actually about a year prior to that match against Sting. So we're actually moving back in time a little bit. Mm. Um, so he had not yet suffered that humiliating loss against the Stinger quite yet. Uh, and as we kind of established a little bit ago, Ric Flair was a good guy for this match. So he was a bad guy for most of his career, but this is a rare sort of good guy run for, uh, for Ric Flair. Uh, the other component of this match, Terry Funk, we saw him in episode 15 in that empty arena fight. This is actually eight years after we last saw Terry Funk. So in those eight years, he had spent some time in the WWF. He had some really, really awesome matches against Hulk Hogan that I think are really fun. Uh, maybe eventually we'll get a chance yeah. to watch him. Uh, he also did some acting, as was alluded to in that mm. clip. He was in Roadhouse and Over the Top. Have you ever seen either of those films? Uh, I, I've seen clips of Roadhouse. <laughs> but uh, It's good. Have you ever seen Sam Elliott's pubes in Roadhouse? Uh, he's a, <laughs> they, is it impressive? It is a pretty impressive. Yeah. It's, it's the most jarring pube shot yeah. in a film that I can remember seeing. Mm, okay. Uh, so did, did Sharon Stone have pubes in Basic Instinct when she did the... And crossing of the legs. Remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> when, when did it come out? Basic Instinct? Yeah. When you were a baby? So probably then. When were you a baby looking at Sharon Stone? I pubes? imagine there's pubes all over that, that time frame. <laughs> so weird. It's a weird sense. What? I imagine there's pubes all over that time frame. Uh, but yeah, very famous pube shot. Terry Funk didn't have a big role. But he's kind of one of the bad guys' lackeys, one of the bad guys' like bodyguards. And he actually, over the top, was a Sylvester Stallone movie as well. It was an arm wrestling movie where Sylvester Stallone was a trucker arm wrestling to get custody of his son back. And Terry Funk also played a bad guy heavy in that movie as well. I yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the full. They're both good. They're both good. I Roadhouse would be more what I would lean to actually going and watching. I think Roadhouse is better yeah. than Over the Top. They're both worth your time, but Roadhouse, I would say, okay. is probably the superior superior film. Do you like Bill Murray trivia? No, <laughs> Bill Murray trivia. Yeah. No. What? <laughs> Why do you not like Bill Murray trivia? Is it a movie or no? No trivia about Bill Murray. No, I just I could be. Why would I like any like sort of movie trivia? Here, I'm going to tell you a piece of Bill Murray trivia, okay. even though you said no. Okay. Did you know that Bill Murray, for years, has called up... So you've seen Roadhouse, or at least bits and pieces of Roadhouse, right? Yes. There's a there's an attractive woman mm -hmm. in Roadhouse that's like the love interest of Patrick Swayze. There's like a love scene, a sex scene between her and Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. Okay. 
I don't remember the name of her husband escapes me, but her husband in real life will get a call every time the Roadhouse is on TV from Bill Murray or one of Bill Murray's brothers saying, "I'm watching your wife have sex with Patrick Swayze." Yeah. That's not that's okay, but that's not Bill Murray trivia. That's Bill Murray facts. What if the tri- trivia is facts? No, that's not. trivia is facts. The trivia is like a trivia, tri- a trivia is a set of like questions. That's like. Factual question. You just told me a fact. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. The trivia fact. Okay. You can hard mark listeners if you think that, that was a cool piece of Bill Murray trivia. Make sure to send us a tweet. And just show Ryan that he's, that he's being a real, real okay. dummy, real big dummy right now. Yeah. Uh, anything else that we should make a point to mention before we uh, watch this fucking match? No, I think we should. I don't know why I said an F word there. That wasn't necessary. It was no solid. No, it it fit. Good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to watch this match. Just so everybody's aware, as we go into this, Ryan is at an 8-10 to 10 record. He is so close to being back to 500. We're going to see if he can kind of crawl his way back a little bit more right after this commercial break. Wish him luck. And here we go with a very unusual situation here. We have about 30 minutes of airtime remaining. No falls in this one. No disqualifications. No count out. Funk's chest will turn several colors before this one's all said and done. Irish whip in. Big chop right to the chest. And Funk is down. Rolls to the outside. Ah, you say that. You say it, huh? He's trying to choke him into safety. Puts pressure on five different points. The pain is intense. Never, never. 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 You hear him say never. Yeah, and we're liable to hear a leg snap, too. No. He's got that thing locked completely in. He's got it deep, deep in there. Gordon, have you ever seen him in last this long in the figure four? It can be reversed. It can be reversed. But I, yes, I quit. He said it. He said it. I can't believe it. Gary Hart is living, but Ric Flair has won it. All right, we are back. We just watched Ric Flair versus Terry Funk in an I Quit match, and you'll never guess. What happened? Ryan Murphy got another W in the win column. That's right. He's on a two-match win streak. That puts his record at 9-10. and 10. You are so close. You are sniffing that 500 mark. I actually did a little bit of research. Uh, I, I know that's, you know, on a science podcast like this, that's kind of expected. Uh, the last time you were at a 500 record, I believe, was episode 5. So it's been oh. a long time coming. Uh, but uh, here we are. We're back. We're back at it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the match here today. What did you think overall about the I quit stipulation? I know I asked you during, but now that you've had a chance to kind of see the whole thing through, did you did you like sort of the variety of the I quit? Would you prefer it to just be kind of a standard match? What do you what do you think about that stipulation? I don't I don't know if that was the right match for it. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh. It was a grudge match. It was a blood feud. You could tell these are two guys that hated each other, not a whole lot of pro wrestling just a fight 
uh, where you know guys kicking and, and choking, and slapping, a lot of slapping, a lot of slapping, a lot of chopping, a lot of wild haymakers from Terry Funk. There was microphone throwing, microphone throwing. So it was, it was yeah. a fight. So I thought in, in, in that context it was appropriate that you know you you want pride, you want to humiliate that other guy, so you're gonna make him say I quit. I I liked it. They weren't very big talkers. I don't think like you know. What like, do you mean? Like, I like, I mean, I think if you're going to do a quit match, like, I think more shit talking should have been, like, going on between them, like. Okay, over the microphone, you mean? Yeah, sure, like, like I mean, I just, I guess I didn't see too much of what was leading up to the match, but, like, sure. you know, like, yeah, like, they could. So, just so everybody's clear on kind of what the match was, so we were talking, you have to say I quit, but the idea is the, you have the actual microphone put in your face, and you have to say that you quit over the microphone so that everybody in the yeah. entire arena uh, can hear you and so I think there was probably like I don't know four five points in the match where they kind of had the microphone in front of the guy's mouth more or less but uh, but, you, but could, yeah. you could have stood for a little bit more it sounds like yeah that's fair let's go through the notes so we started off our, our session here we were watching the Ric Flair promo you really liked all the woos yeah uh, exciting you got you really you're really into it yeah, yeah. I informed if you, you weren't into it you got into it like, that's true that yeah. you seemed instantly engaged after yeah. seeing that Ric Flair promo and I also told you that Ric Flair was the inspiration for Ashley Schaefer of Eastbound and Down Will Ferrell's yeah. character mm-hmm. um, and you know that's you can't argue with, no, with that no. that's just good, good old fashioned you go home and watch that uh, Funk made his entrance there's a lot of garbage being thrown at Terry Funk that was not something you see in today's wrestling environment, but a hell of a thing in the 80s. He just took it, too. I mean, he was like, where did that come from? But he took it. Yeah. yeah. He took yeah. It. He's a real yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Ric Flair comes out. He not only did he have Pyro, but he also had, I believe, four four women uh, yeah. at his side. So the was, left one wasn't from Chicago, per se. Yeah, yeah. Not a, probably a great personality, I think you'd have to say. <laughs> like a real conversationalist. A good anecdotalist. Um, as far as the match getting started, so we had a lot of chops, as you mentioned. You seemed befuddled by the idea of Terry Funk throwing those wild punches at the fans. He just seemed like he seemed out of it. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but he was very upset. Like he, he kind of like, if I remember, he like almost kind of exited the ring himself. He kind of yes. got thrown, but like kind of he left. He got left chopped, the and then he basically yeah. over the top rope. Yeah, and then he he went after the fans like he, at the gates. Like presumably there was a fan talking shit to him, and so then he was like acting like he was going to come after them, and he kind of like fell over the barricade, yeah. and then he got up all stunned, and then he took a wild swing at somebody. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I think he was just selling the fact that he was a little stunned uh, on account of the blow, so he was a little out of it, so he was kind of. You know, he wasn't sure who was around him. Mm. He was oh, willing to okay. take a, a right. swing at whoever was yeah. nearby. Uh, let's see here. We, we did mention the Coors Light ring post. Do you have a strong feeling about Coors Light? Because I actually like it. Uh, it's it's day drinking beer. Good day drinking beer. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say of that tier of beverage that it... Were, is, there, is there a beer that you would like that is similar in quality to Coors Light that you would put above it? I thought I think I mentioned this. I think this match would be much more fitting for like a Budweiser. Like it should have had Budweiser posts. Uh, like, I can see that. I I can see that. But I'm asking you personally. Yeah. If you had a, a Coors Light and let's say a Bud Light and a Miller Light in front of you, what do you pick? Are you a Coors Bud Light? Light Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Light. Really? Yeah. Over yeah. Coors. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, hmm. 
That's wrong. That's a wrong. Is that a wrong? <laughs> uh, actually, I'm looking at the scientific data. I think I think it's you put all three of them next to you. Like they don't they don't taste any. They they taste all the same. Like there's no difference. Coors, Coors. I have to I have to disagree. Coors is brewed with. Rocky Mountain right. water, right. fresh from the Rockies. Budweiser has a plant actually in Colorado. I'm aware. I didn't visit it. I've, did you know that I've actually been to the Anheuser Busch um, place in St. Louis, like their actual headquarters? Because I have. I've had Budweiser straight from the vat before it was like filtered or anything. And you know what? Not bad. Okay. Even with that being the case, Coors Light still better. Okay. They don't have any other options. <laughs> You don't get Coors Light Lime. That's that's a good point. I can't argue that. What do you think about the choking? Like that that was the most extreme. Ex- that was the most realistic example of choking I think I've ever seen in a wrestling match. Where you just like take the guy and fucking goozle him, and it looked like oh shit, that's like a real choke. Yeah, they it were actually choking each other. But I really like that. I thought that was <laughs> a good part. I think that added to the match. Yeah, I mean, it was it was aggressive. It was it was almost like sexual, like in a way. What? Like, <laughs> You're not gonna sexual. You're gonna, it was like it was like a sexual like. What was sexual about it? There's just some passion in there that like. It was aggressive. I will grant you that it was aggressive, but not. That's passion. that's just what I, that's just what I like that when I saw it wasn't like wrestling. Like you know, I don't know. Do you it, like to be choked sexually? It was just a more sexual like crap. Is is this the reason why you don't tell your friends that you're on a podcast? Is because you know that eventually we're going to start like, getting into weird kinks and you don't want them to know about it. I I'm just telling you what I saw. <laughs> All right, I'm telling the people what I let them view the match. Maybe post a link to this section. Like you, they, you know, if you found the Terry Funk Ric Flair match sexual <laughs> anyway, specifically the choking bits, please send us a direct message on our Instagram or Facebook yeah. accounts. I would very much appreciate to hear your feedback, or maybe I wouldn't depending on how creepy you are. Uh, I just thought it was because you don't see it. Uh, I just thought it was unique and novel. I didn't find it to be okay. a sexual thing, but I did think like, realistically, if I'm taking your weird fetishes out of the equation. <laughs> if I'm like in a fight for my life, uh-huh. and the only way to win this fight is to make the other guy say I quit, just fucking choking the life out of them while they while you put that microphone. That wasn't. Out, what? That's like a good way of doing it. Am I wrong? I don't think I'm wrong. It was like it was like a, it what I didn't get the impression that I was choking the life out of him. I, it was like. <laughs> you gotta grab his neck in a sexual way. <laughs> like, it wasn't sexual. There was nothing sexual about it. Okay. It was taking one hand and grabbing the man by the throat, and then you could see he's like squeezing. Like, what's sexual about that? I don't. It's just, it's just what I got out of it. <laughs> Damn it! I don't even know what you're up to now that Greta's out of town. You're getting into some weird. All right. Are you? No, I'm not even going to ask that question. I'm going to pull that back. Okay, so a lot of punches, a lot of yeah. chops that we saw. Um, pile drivers. You didn't seem particularly impressed by the pile No, drivers. no. They weren't very good. Was it because of what Ric Flair was doing? Is that the reason why? What was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sexual, just in case you were curious. Uh-huh. But no, so Ric Flair did this thing in this match that I don't think I've ever seen before. where So Funk would pick him up for the pile driver. So like Ric Flair's hanging upside down. But instead of, um, what do people usually do with their hands in that? 
situation. I feel like they just kind of put them at their sides, typically, or like will hold on to the hands of the, the guy holding on to them. Ric Flair was basically doing a headstand mm-hmm. for the pile driver, as opposed to just yeah. letting Terry yeah. Punk hold him up. Yeah. And so it looked a lot less visually impressive that way. Didn't look visually impressive at all. It did not. Yeah. And I think my suspicion is, I mean, and, and we talked about this on the last Ric Flair match that we watched, but just so you're aware, he did break his back in three different places in a car wreck. Or not a car wreck. In a, in a, they, they mentioned that. In like, a plane right, accident, right. a plane wreck. Yeah. Like his plane crashed mm-hmm. and he broke yeah. his back. So I think for certain moves, he was probably a little bit more sensitive to them. Like, if you rewatch a Ric Flair match, he never lands flat on his back. He always but what a guy side. for still going for it, you know? Like, so he still went with, with it. I yeah. understand why he did it, but I... Actually, Fair enough. Good point. Like, that's, yeah. But I agree with you. Yeah. It, look, it took a lot out of the actual move when you see that he's clearly, like, bracing himself the entire time. It yeah. did not look as impactful as some of the other ones that we've seen. So, uh, I get that. Uh, let's see here. The pile driver. The table. You yeah. said the table. You yeah. called that. You called that Ric Flair was yeah. going to smash. Sick out of a million miles away. Uh, it's good, though. It was good. It was, my uh, favorite part of the match, as I told you as we were watching it, is the bit where they have the table set up. Ric Flair throws Terry Funk. Terry Funk body surfs across the table and then goes headfirst into a steel chair. I just thought that was so. Yeah, good. you, you like, you talked about that before it happened and after. And I. Yeah. It's brilliant. Why is it so brilliant? Because it's fucking because it's organic. It's it's not something that was super convoluted that they had to take all this time to set up. Like it was part of the flow of the match and it didn't seem out of place, but it was like a very cool, unique. Maybe I'd have to watch it again to like because I thought when you kept saying that that he was about to come back with some move here and like really take over the match. And that's what I thought. You, and so, like, when I saw it, I was just like, okay, that's that happened. Can I say something that I've noticed about your personality? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that any time that I say anything about something, yeah. <laughs> you will immediately try and find ways of poking holes at it. That's not what I did. So, any time that I say something's, like, good uh-huh. or that I like it, You'll just look at it with the most critical eye possible and just be like, hmm, wasn't that good? That's not Meanwhile, <laughs> if I say something's like really bad or like this sucks, you're like, it's not that bad. <laughs> like you always will try and find a way to be uh, contradictory to everything. I, I don't, say. I think you like misinterpreted what I was saying right there. Well, that's just a pattern. Okay. So that's, that's just one example okay. in the list of examples that we have on this program. Mm. Uh, previously, I remember, I think it was actually just last episode. I was like, oh, the, the commentary on this match, the Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect one. Oh, it's really good commentary. Like, it's not that good. <laughs> It was like a video game. Was content. it that good? It was good. It was good, but you Maybe I'm just bringing up valid points that you haven't like actually had the chance to go back and forth with someone with. I don't think your points are scientifically valid. I think we've done the science on it and I've, I've worked out all the, all the quasars and equations. Uh, then we started getting the leg, leg stuff, so Ric Flair started work on the leg. I yeah. think you made a really valid point. This match is kind of separated into two different sections. I'd say the first like 70% was Terry Funk kind of in control, just, you know, brawling, mm-hmm. doing whatever. And then the last 30% was pretty much all Ric Flair, a yeah. lot of uh, legwork and stuff, which is kind of unique, as you've noticed, tends to be a lot of back and forth, whereas this was just kind of more one guy's in control, other guy's in control, 
Yeah. Without a whole lot of. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I would. I would say that's. And I think the table is actually kind of like that bit with the table is the turning point where now it's all Ric Flair yeah. kind of dominating the match, and yeah. you were worried for a bit, but it actually worked out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was almost too much at the end. I was like, <laughs> like I was set on my choice, but like I was, it almost seemed like it was your like, confidence was fault. The longer well, like he, he was like, on him. Well, it was like I mean, he had just like busted his knee up so bad. Like how? Right. But then you know, it was just yeah. Anyway, yeah. You know. And so Ric Flair puts Terry Funk in the figure four leg lock. Uh, Terry Funk tries to fight, not say I quit, but eventually after like, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, he ends up saying those magical words into the microphone. And that was the end of the match. And then we ended up seeing a big brawl at the very tail end, which, hey, we saw that guy. Japanese are attacking. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, we heard the famous line of the Japanese are attacking Ric Flair multiple times which is always a good time when you can hear that sentence in your day-to-day life so anything else worth discussing oh the crotch on the railing that was also a good bit i I thought the ending was like more like nowhere like once he had him in that like knee lock the guy he like that was a little dramatic do you want me to put you in in that hole but i could i'm not a professional wrestler i mean i could put you in a figure four leg lock right now if it's what you're asking to do. I'm just saying, you kind, of, you kind of you kind of skipped over. You're like, you put him in a leg like, and that was over. He there was a lot of flailing and like, and also the whole I quit thing came into it because like I'm not gonna say it. I will never say. It. And he's like, oh, I quit. Like, you know. Well, I did say there was 30 seconds of him fighting and like saying, not trying to say it, not trying to say it, and then eventually said. That was just my brief version, but then you decided to you know one up me as you often do. But I'm just saying, I will put you in a figure four whenever you want, anytime that you request me to do that. I will do that. Okay. Uh, maybe after you get hit, hit with a kendo stick uh, sometime, <laughs> yeah. maybe we'll, we'll figure for you. Okay. Uh, anything else around the match worth mentioning that I forgot? Okay. Well, I think it's time for the sweet science. That's what they call it here at the Hard Mark Podcast. Laboratories is when we get down to the brass tacks, what everybody's coming here for, what everybody's downloading uh, this program to do. And that's to, to hear about our scientific prop process. So, off the top of your head, we'll just kind of work our way down. Did you like this match, yes or no? Not that much. So, you did like it, but not that much? Is that what I'm taking <laughs> away from that? I, this was not, like, up there with, like, some of the top matches. Okay. I've had a number. In fact, before before we get to this, give me one second here. Yeah. Do I have a piece of paper? Oh, this is fine. Okay. So, here's what I'm going to do. And I should have wrote this down earlier, but that's yeah. fine. I already had a number in mind. You're just going to have to believe that I have known what this is going to be the whole time. I think I know where you're going to put it. Here's our list as it stands right now. What uh, what are we thinking? Middle, lower part. What, uh, we've got 18 matches there. Um, Do you need assistance with anything? Do you need any information from me? <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. Was Shield versus Wyatt? Shield versus Wyatt? Yeah. That was the Bayou Colt mm. versus the SWAT team guys. Uh, overall, I don't think you liked that match very much. <laughs> so that's, number twelve. So it is. It is number twelve. Um, Flair versus Thing is fifteen. So that is that is that is true. But there's also the Hulk Hogan matches, which I don't know. They're both know. right between that. There's yeah. 13 and 14. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like. It yeah. seemed like there were elements of this match that you enjoyed. It's not like it was a total. You're trying to talk to me. I know you wrote down one number on your. 
I don't so, even know what you're thinking. So now, now thinking. I, I, you have it one through one through nine. I'm I'm the voice. I'm the voice of reason. Yeah, uh, I'm the voice of reason. I'm just saying it seemed like, especially in the towards the beginning of the match, and then towards the end of the match, you enjoyed it. There was a little bit of a lull there in the middle. Admittedly, there were some parts like the pile driver and whatnot that you didn't like. But what are, what are we thinking here? I'm not trying to lead you in a direction because I don't know what you're thinking. I'm just trying to be levity here. I don't have an ulterior motive. We're not tracking if I can successfully guess your your ranking. I just want to know for myself if I, you know. Yeah, you know, I feel bad for keep putting, I keep putting these matches like right in the middle, like or like you, you do. Know. And uh, to be I, fair, though, and I even said this at the very tail end of last episode, I knew that this was not going to be number one, and I knew this probably wasn't going to be dead last either. No, it's not going to be dead last. It wasn't a bad match. No. It's on the lower but, end. But I knew it was going to be somewhere in the middle, probably lower middle. Yeah, I mean, I'm leaning towards like 13. Okay. So right behind Shield and Wyatt's. May I, uh, may yeah. I take a look here? I just want to see. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure that the science on that. Yeah, make out. sure that the science is. Okay, so you're data saying is... that this is better than Hulk versus Andre. You remember that Hulk versus Andre had a bear again. Uh, okay, so better than Hulk versus Andre. Worse than Shield. Do you remember Shield versus Wyatt at all? Once you brought back the the Bayou. Yeah, the Bayou yeah. Colt yeah. tactical guys. That was another match where it was a little slow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you kind of like. I thought you were going to really like the match, but then you watched it and you're like, meh. <laughs> and that's what I. Th- I mean, this match wasn't bad. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me. But it was like meh. Like it was like there's there's not a lot of substance to it. Yeah, I don't really have a strong argument. I know last week we had a lot of back and forth of kind of our, our rating here, but I, I don't really have a strong argument against against where you're putting it. You think it's fair? Fair rating. Um, <laughs> it's probably not necessarily where I would put it, but I think that that it's not completely batshit compared to some of your other rankings. Like the fact that Charmel versus Jenna is, is not dead last is still baffling to me. That's a good match. You know that it wasn't. So okay, so so are we, we settling in Yeah I think uh, yeah, yeah I think it's uh, Okay. Well my prediction was not correct for the record. Here's what I wrote. I wrote twelve. Oh I thought you had a single number. Uh well stop trying to listen in on what you think I'm doing. So yeah, that I was I, pretty close but uh, yeah, that was yeah. Uh okay number thirteen. So we've got our top 19 matches of all time. Your science might be dead on right now. You might be able to just call these matches. Like, That was pretty good. Six cents about these types mm-hmm. of things. All right, cool. Well, we've got the match ranks. We've done the science. Uh, next week, we have something really... Where'd you get a pen? Oh, I didn't give you a pen. BCU pen, Eric. Stop clicking. I, you have a stress ball over there. If you got it. I got it. Use the stress ball. Done. Jesus. I don't even know when you're you're just pulling these things out from nowhere. We're almost done. It all picks up. Everything everything <laughs> you're doing. Every like You cut it out and edit. And then post. Do you know how many hours I spent <laughs> editing your bullshit out of the second thing? So next episode, we've got something I don't know if it's gonna be like real cool or stupid or whatever, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. Obviously we have nineteen um nineteen matches that we've watched so far. We're going to do a new concept next episode. It's going to be called the lightning round. So the lightning round is where we're going to watch multiple matches. By the end of next episode, we're going to have watched a total of 25 matches. So we're going to watch six matches next episode. They're all going to be short, no more than like eh, five, six minutes tops uh, a piece. Uh, and hopefully we're going to start to see some 
some some gaps filled in on our list. Maybe we'll have a new number one. Maybe we'll have a new number last. You never know. I don't know. We'll see. All right, good. But before we wrap things up, you know what we got to do, Ryan. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> All right. You intro me? You intro. So, Eric's wisdom tree. Yes. Eric's <laughs> All right, good. wisdom tree. And I'm sure so much wisdom. Ryan will not give me any shit about whatever I will say. Let's see. What do I want to say? Are we thinking, are we in a positive mood or a negative uh, mood today, man, Ryan? That's, I wouldn't quite say positive, but do you, do you have two different wisdom trees? I have a, I have a lot of ideas, okay. but uh, I'll leave it up to you. What are we What are we feeling today? I don't know. Just bring it on. I'm ready for whatever. Like Okay. Let's give people a positive one. I feel like... Uh, it's not what I said, but okay. Did you want me to do a negative one? No, bring it you, you said bring it on. You said whatever. I just didn't want... I have a lot of, lot of, I have a lot of negative stuff on here. Um, <laughs> so I'll just do a positive yeah. one right, real quick. Uh, piece, of, piece of information. This is something I learned recently that I didn't know about. Uh, I don't do this for myself, but maybe somebody out there listening uh, will find some use out of this. Did you know, Ryan Murphy... If you take a defensive driving course, most car insurance companies are going to give you a 10% discount on your insurance. If you take a defensive driving course. No, I'm just practical. Is that, practical. Is, that like, is that like a whole driver's ed? I mean... Or you, you just go around the course one time. And like, I think it's like a one-day thing. Oh, that's actually... How, again, I've never done this. I'm just... If any hardmark listeners are out there that have done a defensive driving course and can kind of tell us what sort of time obligation is involved with this, I would be happy to... I guess like if it's like... I think it's a one-day thing. It costs, what, a like hundred bucks? I don't think it's very expensive. That's not that bad. Like, no, it's not that bad. This is a pretty good deal, actually. Yeah, 10%. Again, not all insurance companies. So don't fucking rake me over the coals if it turns out that you know your fly-by-night insurance has never uh, embarked on this, this sort of thing. What do you pay for insurance? I don't know. I don't, my wife deals with that. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with what people pay and how much people make? But I'm just curious. I, like, I don't remember. I don't know. For car insurance? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Because hmm. we have our like home and car bundled. bundled yeah. And so I'm not sure what the separation is. And like my wife used to work in insurance, so she deals with that stuff. And uh, I'm, just, I'm just a pretty face. I'm just, you know, over here getting, yeah. my, pump, getting my pump on. Well, that's, that, is, that is wisdom, actually. And. I yeah, I didn't know that one, did you, Ryan? No, you I can't expect, poke any holes yeah, in that fucking thing, did you? <laughs> Until I go take a defensive driving course <laughs> and I get nothing. <laughs> uh, if I, we, we would document the whole thing. If you take a defensive driving course, we will document the, that whole process. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that we are all set with this episode. So we will be back for our monumental episode 20 next time around. Who who the fuck it? Can we make it all this way? Crazy. That's nutty. Dark outside now. <laughs> it's dark. Very sensual episode. So uh, we'll leave you, our gracious audience. I uh, hope you check us out on all of our social media channels. And I hope you get a chance to do some sexual choking tonight. Uh, and so with that said, if you're not hard, get hard. And once you've gotten hard, stay hard with a little bit of choking. Goodbye, everybody. It's almost like sexual, like in a way. What? like.